0: Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Good morning. You know, um, I thought about it being a patriotic time as well, and we have a pastor's banquet each year, and uh, this is a, a little bulletin from our pastor's banquet in 2018, it says, one nation under God. It said, these four above are under attack like never before. Our uh, nation, the flag, our Bible, our faith, our God. In the hours before the Allied invasion of Normandy, on June 6, 1944, D-Day, Troops were preparing to land on a 50-mile stretch of French coastline. Two days before this, a chaplain by the name of George Barber conducted church services on 11 different ships, distributing to thousands small service testaments provided by the Gideons. Barber quoted Psalm 23 trying to comfort these men and On D-Day, he led his men onto Omaha Beach, where thousands of soldiers were killed in the water, was a scene that he would never forget, small Gideon Bibles floating everywhere in the water. And that's uh, a a little information that's uh, in the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C., and it says, Uh, at the bottom that the Gideons were there for them then and and it asked would you be there for them today and for all the world. Let us pray. Dear God, we are humbled to be in your presence here, Lord. I pray that uh, you will just fill this place with your Holy Spirit that the words that come from my mouth are not mine but they're yours. Father, we... uh, Ask that you'll give us a burden, soften our hearts, that we would uh, just do your will in all things. Father, I pray for uh, our nation. I pray for this church. And I pray, Lord, that you'll bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, um, Thank y'all for having us. It's nice to be inside. I really didn't, I thought I'd be out in the parking lot, so that's exciting. I didn't bring my jacket, and I apologize, but that's, uh, that's the least of my worries right now, so we'll just get started. You know, um, I want to bring uh, a mention to the card program. I know that you guys have a card rack back here. Uh, if you have children, you may have passed that card rack on the way to the nursery. And if you don't have children, you may have passed that card rack on some other occasion. But I don't know if you ever took advantage of it. A lot of the cards we receive are the in-memory cards. And I I like to share about the card rack because inside this one a fell of... uh, a godly man that I went on mission trips with, Terry Bowman and his wife, they sent uh, five cards in memory of my my wife that passed away from cancer in two thousand and fourteen. You know they wrote at the bottom of the uh, you know just amazing, but they they wrote a little note and they put it at the bottom isaiah fifty five eleven and that's, that's the verse that the Gideons kind of uh, go to a lot because God's word is eternal, it's inerrant and that verse says so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please and the thing whereto I sent it and that's what the Gideon's uh, ministry is about is Getting God's word to the uttermost parts, and if you have a chance someday to to send a card, you'll be you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. You'll be a blessing to others, and you'll be blessed by what you do. Because my apologies to the floral industry, but you know uh, there's a lot of opportunities to buy flowers, but there was a just a pickup load of flowers that I moved them into the shade, I watered them, I tried to keep them looking good, I moved them back on Saturday afternoon so they'd look pretty. I don't know. It might be like the card rack. Probably nobody even noticed. But a few days later, I throwed all those flowers in the dumpster. And there's 712 Bibles that are somewhere around the world doing God's work. I want to share some testimonies with you. And uh, a lot of those testimonies are a result of, of someone sending a card. Because a card will buy a $5 hotel Bible. A lot of those souls that we are going to share... Eternity with. Are folks that might have. Received a testament. And somehow God used that. And he changed their. Their eternal destiny. And that's what the Gideons are doing. We're we're in the business of. Eternal. Work here. Not. um, We don't want to. Um. You know, talk about how much money we're going to raise. We just want to talk about how many souls we're going to save. God is. It's God's work. You know, God made that go out. Because I slipped up and said how many souls we're going to save. You know, it's not about us. It's about God's word saving those souls. So, if you get an opportunity, use that card rack. I've enjoyed sending it uh, to people. There's ten more, you know. I'll tell you what. It's, it's a blessing. Um, for a birthday, there's cards that says on your special occasion. There's cards for other occasions in recognition for graduation or, and if you send those cards to someone that, a loved one of a family member or somebody that passes away, uh, you'll be amazed at what kind of response you get. And um, so I want to share with you a few testimonies and just try to explain to you a little bit about what we're doing and how God's work is changing lives you see in Bogota, Colombia there was a group of Gideons passing out little testaments like this Orlando Bellines reached out his hand and received one and he looked inside and he saw that thin white paper and he thought that sure would make good paper to roll up my marijuana cigarettes But you see, God had another plan. I always like to emphasize that because I've heard it a lot of times. But God had another plan. But God. So Orlando had this great idea. He thought, I'll just read each page before I tear it out. And as he read through, he started having questions about who this Jesus was. He came to a a local pastor. He had another fella. You see, Orlando had been in a street gang for 12 years. He wasn't just an old guy knocking around that didn't know the Lord. He was, he was a bad guy. He was kind of evil. But he came to a realization that he needed to know who this Jesus was in this little book. And Orlando was led to know Jesus as his Savior. And he went back into the streets and he sought out ten of his fellow gang members and led all ten of them to the Lord. Not only that, he became a pastor. And today, in the country of Columbia, there are Orlando, and of those ten, there's four pastors out of that group of ten, and there's two evangelists. And that's one little testament. You know, that one little testament, that's a dollar and a quarter. It'll change a, a lot of people. God's word will not return void, it will accomplish that which He pleases and the thing whereto He sent it. Another testimony is about a fellow by the name of Raul. Raul's a policeman in Chile. When the Gideons came to the police station, like we do, we go to fire stations, we go to police stations, we might have gave him a little Spanish testament like this one. Raul looked inside and he said, that book is not for me. See, even though he was working for, for good, in his heart, he knew he was not a, a good person. He said, I'm a corrupt man. I'm a liar. This book is not for me. Well, God had another plan. You see, he thought it would make a good little book to give his young sister, so he took it home and gave it to her and she received it. And God, as he works, he grew that girl up to marry And be a a Christian family. Who shared that testament with Raul's daughter years later. And Raul's daughter. Thought her daddy needed that little testament. And years had passed. But Raul received a birthday present. A little box wrapped up. And inside was this testament. Had his little daughter. Had his young sister's name in the front. That night, he took that testament, got on his knees, and he prayed the plan of salvation that was in the back. And today, he is a pastor in Chile. So that one testament not only saved Raul, but it brought a family of people to know Jesus as their Savior. There are many testimonies... The Gideons go on colleges, campuses. There's, the color's not that significant, but we do give out these little green testaments to college students. There's a girl uh, came up to the Gideons on her college campus and she wanted to share with them that she was now a Christian because the year before she had received a green testament like this one and came to know Jesus as her Savior. And she also wanted to share a story. About a fellow who. Had on that same day. Received one of those Green Testaments. But as he was leaving campus. He rolled down his window. And he threw it out in the grass. But God had another plan for that little Testament. Because a few weeks later. She was serving in a soup kitchen. The homeless man sitting over on the, against the wall, back up against the wall, reading a little green testament. And this homeless man told her how he had come to know the Lord through this little testament she, that he had found in the grass out there on the college campus in front of the, in front of the school. So God's word does not return void. You know, as... Uh, it's not just people that, that reject Him visually, but a lot of times we reject Him, and it's not that visual. That song, you know, like a rose trampled, Jesus, He took the fall for us all. I just thought of that, you know, that, that being thrown out in the grass, kind of discarded. You know, another testimony, is I just was reading last night and a fellow who uh, was in pharmacy school, but he became a, a drug dealer, his family knew that he was lost, they came to visit him. And uh, from far away. And he told him to leave the next day. His father gave him his first Bible. And when they left, he threw it in the trash. Sometime later, he had a knock on the door. And the federal drug enforcement folks were there to... Take him away because he had. Uh, they had a lot of evidence on him. In his testimony, he said he had what would be the equivalent of nine tons of marijuana. That they, um, they put him in prison. And in that prison, he walked by a trash can and looked down and he saw something and, and there again God used something that was thrown away. And he picked up a little testament and he went and he read that in his cell. And it's amazing how uh, just like with our time with our family we get more time when we're kind of slowed down. This fellow was slowed down. And he really got to know the Lord. And he was uh, accepted into the Moody Bible Institute. And after he left prison, he went to to a seminary to be a pastor. And he now teaches pastors at the Moody Bible Institute. You know, I, if you guys... Uh, I'm going to tell you, if you don't like to hear testimonies, raise your hand and I'll stop sharing. But they're, they're just amazing to me what God does. Herbert Oberleck, he was a, a Jewish rabbi. The Marriott Hotel in Boston was where he was staying because Delta Airlines lost his luggage. He didn't have any clothes. He ordered some room service. He opened the bedside table, and there was a little choice he had. You see, the Marriott's owned by the Mormons, so you always get a choice of the Book of Mormon or God's Word placed by the Gideons. That night, Herbert, who was also uh, somewhat of a college professor, for he was the dean of the... Jewish Rabbinical school in New York City he's the fellow that ordained all the rabbis in New York. He was not just an everyday guy. I would imagine that he had most of the Old Testament memorized. I know he did have a he had a degree in New Testament studies, but he he didn't know Jesus. Through all that knowledge, he didn't know Jesus. And that night, he became a child of the king. You know? He also became a homeless person. A person with no job and a person with no family. But that didn't matter. Old Herbert, he went back to... um, and he's in ministry with homeless shelters and and uh, all these folks are... It's interesting to Google a little bit and see what... Uh, get all the facts. But Herbert's uh, doing great work for God's kingdom. Now, he could have... Uh, he could have died. I would say he was a godly man. He was a god... Those Jewish folks, they're our... They're our brothers. They just don't know Jesus. They're God's children. They admit they're God's children. And. But yet. Herbert. Is a completed Jew. He's a Jew that. Just like Jesus was a Jew. He's completed. He knows. He crossed the bridge. He he went across. He accepted Christ. Another college student I didn't think to mention earlier was a a guy by the name of Greg Groschel. Greg was a a fraternity brother at a college. And the fraternity sometimes had mischievous things going on. Sometimes they had to kind of... In his words, as a publicity stunt, he decided to do a Bible study on college to kind of keep the the heat off because they were always kind of looking like the kind of like the wild kids on campus. Problem was, he didn't have a Bible. So he was kind of a Malkin type fella, but the day that Bible study was supposed to take place, the Gideons were on his campus. And he received the first Bible he ever owned given to him freely by the Gideons given to him by you guys you see when these Bibles are placed in someone's hand it's your hands that are reaching out to them you guys have been helping the Gideons since 1908 I believe it is that's when the two Two or, two or three Gideons went and spoke to a local church association and they were asked to come and speak again. Except they wanted them to come and speak at their churches and tell what the Gideons were doing. Because back then those guys were trying to place a Bible in every hotel room in America. Okay? Last year the Gideons placed almost 80 million copies of God's Word around the world. Well, Greg, he received one of these little dollar and 25 cent testaments that at the time probably cost 80 cent or 90 cent. He came to know the Lord. At 22, he became a pastor. He is a pastor of a church, um, life church it's called. They have campuses in Oklahoma and satellite campuses in New York and Tennessee and Texas and other places. His college education was in computers. In 2007, the, the folks at Apple decided they'd start creating apps. One of the first 200 apps was a little thing called the U version of the Bible. That U version of the Bible has been downloaded 432 million times. And that's God's word going to the uttermost parts. And someone gave a dollar and a quarter, or maybe a dollar, or maybe they gave 125 dollars and bought a hundred. That's what's in the case. You know, if you if you could imagine these doors of this church opening up and you had a hundred little children come down front from all over. They might be from India. They might be from China. China's a communist country, and this, but the Gideons are in, in there. It's kind of on the down low. But they're there. The Gideons are in um, two hundred countries, and we're placing scriptures in. I, I think it's ninety-eight languages. And sometimes I, you know, I'll just say it's 101 languages because it was 100 languages a couple years ago and then I heard it's 101 and I was reading something last night and it said 98. Could be like Craig Rochelle. you know, if you get on the internet it'll talk about, you can see the 2016 or you can see the 2011 where it says it's been downloaded 13 million times. You yeah, know, sometimes your news is old. So that 432 million copies. That's what's going on right now. You know, he came, to, he came to know Jesus because of a verse in Ephesians. It says, for by grace, in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace, you have been saved by faith. And not by yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I'll tell you what, these testimonies are really powerful. We go, the ladies' auxiliary, that's the, the wives of Gideon's, they go into, church, into uh, doctor's offices, uh, battered women's shelters, pregnancy care centers. They uh, place these white testaments with nurses. We um, have Bible distribution blitzes. Uh, If a Gideon from North Carolina or anywhere in the world, but this is some information. These are Gideons from North Carolina that took their own, at their own expense, traveled to foreign lands to distribute Bibles. Because, you see, every dollar that the Gideons receive. Goes for the printing cost and the cost of shipping that Bible to a foreign land. We don't print Bibles on credit. So if we got a Bible distribution coming up in Thailand in two months, and we need a hundred million copies, or eighty million copies, or whatever we need, or not that. Let's say a, let's say we needed a million copies, then if they only have enough money to print 800,000, there's somebody not going to get a testament. And there's a lot of these men come back from these trips, and they talk about when they run out, and they don't have any more, and how it breaks their heart. But a few years ago, these were some numbers of what's going on. The Gideons traveled to Mexico in October, And these were just Bible distributions that were participated in from uh, folks in North Carolina. It was at a state convention I went to. 191,985 copies of God's Word were placed. And that's because you, the local church, gave. And we were able to print those scriptures and we were able to take them. In Thailand... 255,452 in Liberia 111,325 in the same month they went to of March they went to Brazil and they took a million and 140,000 copies of God's word in April they went to Ukraine 80,000 copies and in May, Argentina, where they distributed nearly 250,000 copies of God's Word. These testimonies come about because um, God goes before them and opens doors. He opens doors and to go into prisons. There are testimonies about uh, the military where the um, very brutal military uh, leaders get saved and and, uh, want all the troops to have God's Word. So this book does not return void. It always accomplishes God's will. You know... There's a lot of people right now, you mentioned depression, this coronavirus has got a lot of people shook up. It was no surprise to God. But just like he might use it to slow us down, sometimes in those slowed down times is when people have time to realize what's real and what's important. I'll um kind of wind this thing down a little bit. I probably got a lot of notes in here I could look at and might have forgot to say something but I think we've covered about all of it. But I want you to think about you know, there was a little boy right here and this was given to me by someone who found they bought this or like a at the Christian ministry or something and they saw it I don't know how it wound up there but this little boy in 1984 wrote his name in the front cover he received this little testament he wrote on the front I love this book today and forever and that's what you are a part of Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Jesus said on mount of transfiguration when he was about to go into heaven he said go ye into the uttermost parts I don't know that I'm going to get on a plane and go to Tanzania tomorrow or Liberia or Argentina but these little books that will be printed within 40, within 45 days of this offering today there will be Bibles on, on a pallet and there will be hundreds hundreds of Bibles thousands of Bibles they will be on a ship in a plane they will be going to the uttermost parts they may be going over here to little Hidden Out elementary school I know a little boy in Ellendale that came home and told his mama that his little friend couldn't take one of those because they wasn't allowed to have the Bible there's a lot of testimonies about little kids who snuck them out. Christy uh, was a, she was a, her mama was an artist and an atheist. And this lady who traveled around to hotels and doing art shows and all this, and this young girl, about 14, Her mom was going to get something to eat and I guess she's old enough her mom let her stay in the room. She found this book and she started reading this book and she thought it was the greatest work of fiction she had ever read. And she took it home with her. And that's okay because the hotels have more to put in place if they go missing. And Christy... She um, read that book, and and she hid it from her mama. She went to college and went to a, a Christian concert, got saved, and she wanted to be baptized that night. And she was baptized that night in a bathtub. Her mom had cancer years later, and she shared with her mama that Uh, about her faith you know and um, her mama told her she said I found this I found this book and she'd been reading that book and her mama came to know the Lord and she also shared that her brother who'd never stepped foot in a church had just started going to church so God gives us all a calling I want to share just a little bit down here of the um of why I brought this mirror and I had an opportunity this week fella uh said something about the mirror, and you guys may know um bill the cross man oh bill he's he made this mirror it's got the Ten Commandments on it at the top it has Uh, the verses that he put a little break in between the top and the bottom because he said, you know, the top part is about our relationship with God. Will this feed back if I walk down front? I'll take my chances. So, he, um, he says at the top, if you love me, keep my commandments. And these first four relate to our relationship with God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not worship any graven image. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And he said, I put a little space there because the rest relate to our responsibility. And he put a verse at the bottom that says if we confess our sins that light's kind of rough if we confess our sins He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And that's about our responsibility. You know, And I just wanted to share that because it tells us we should you know and it's on a mirror and he he shared that uh you know this kind of came to him because or God spoke to him about how his word says in James chapter one. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a bearer of the word, hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Now, I don't know if James had a mirror like this, but, you know, if I look in this and I see my face and I. See God's Ten Commandments there that we should honor our father and mother, we shall not kill, shall not commit adultery, shall not steal, shall not bear false witness, or shall not covet. So as we look into this glass and we said, "For this person beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and right away, straightforward, he forgetteth what matter of a man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. I just want to encourage you, if you're able to give to help place these Bibles somewhere around the world, your your leadership, your pastor has blessed the Gideons with the opportunity to To invite you to be a part. If you want to place this Bible in a hotel room. You want to share Jesus with the world. This is a great opportunity. There's other opportunities. And I I just want to thank you. You give what you're able to give. But this is the time. This card from Terry and Ravonda. See, Terry, he could, if he was here today, it'd be great. He'd probably want to give some, but he's not here. God took him home. I think we're in a very serious time right now. God's going to take us all home. Do we want to share Jesus with The uttermost parts. Give what you can while you can. And that's in everything you do. God bless you all. Thank you.